The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. This is Carmen and Yurko, live from the Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating in today's show. And thank you to Courtney Croner for joining us. The work by Black and Abdallah. The boys will be on after Waddle and Sylvie get you home. They're on 6 to 8 tonight. Come hang with me at Twin Peaks in Warrenville tonight. Hockey watch party. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Let's do it. Can uh, I bring my uh, skates and my stick? If you want. Yeah. I'd love that. We're going to be together tomorrow night and next yes. Wednesday night. Come tonight, too, yes. Waddle. Let's go. And put the it. ice down. Let's do it. Let's go get Let's on the do ice. some skating. Yeah, I'll have to get Waddle on the ice. I'll bring my rollerblades. Do it. Man. I don't have rollerblades. You don't have rollerblades. No, I don't. That's a great Bears jacket, Isn't though. Isn't that? That's this is for a Victory Tuesday. Jacket. No kidding. I only wear it for Bears wins in the I've winter months. I've never seen you wear that. I just got it this the past alumni. year. That's fantastic. The Bears alumni get a lot nicer things than we do as the Green Bay alumni. Really? In uh, Cleveland and Jacksonville. Yeah, but you get, yeah. you get you quality get wins. football. You yeah. get wins. Yeah, you get, yeah. I, get, I get some jackets every I, now I, and I, again. I, you I, get again, championships. Let's do apples to apples and let's do oranges to oranges. Right now, we're talking about what the alumni get when they get things. He needs to know. Right? Yeah. That's what we're doing. I should have put, put a little bourbon. I should have put a little bourbon in your coffee. I didn't get sleep last night. My ankle's in pain. He's tired. I got problems. He's tired today. I didn't. I I got back at one fifteen last night. I didn't go to I didn't go to bed till four. Ooh. I watched a beautiful mind last night. Ooh, that'll oh, keep wow. you up. Get away. Oh. No, that well, what are you doing watching a beautiful I mind? Was in, I was in pain, so I had to watch something to try to get my mind off the pain. Don't you take I a got sleep some bone pill. spurs. You know, I watched I a beautiful spurs. I saw a beautiful friend. mind in the theater at like Old Orchard. Uh, Old Orchard. I remember you told me. And I, my wife and I left the movie theater and. I had to sit down on a bench for like 10 minutes that yeah, outside yeah. there to kind of collect my thoughts. Freaky. You, yeah, were, with the, you were with the Kaplans, too. Cap just told this really? story. Oh, yeah? That's the way he tells it on the air. Were you I don't remember that. Uh, you you don't remember not. it that no. way? He tries to, my, my he, guess is he tries, it didn't happen. Do you think he rips off the story and he puts yeah. himself in yes, it? Yes, he does. I don't know. I don't remember he just that. Told, he, uh, he, he tries uh, to you've always told the story and you've never included him. He told the story about a month ago and he said... We went with the Waddles to the movies to see A Beautiful Mind. I'm going to say there's I no shot. He's right. I heard him say that. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And I've never he did heard say that. that. Yeah. Happened, Tommy. I'm going to say no shot. I don't believe he was sitting next to me on a bench. Was he at the theater with you? That I don't remember. Was he did sitting you on a date to bench? the theater with the Kaplan? Was that a double buble? Don't know. My, don't know. My guess is no shot. I don't know. I don't have any Wouldn't it be funny if he wasn't even married to Mindy when the movie came out? When did he get married to Mindy? Well, he could have been with his first wife. I guess that. But that was quick, though. It wasn't, right? I don't think it was so quick. I thought it was. When did A Beautiful Mind come out? 2002? How do you remember that? Well, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. I'm guessing about that. Beautiful Mind. He doesn't know. You said the computer. 2000, December 13th of 2001. 2001. All right. We gotta find out. Cat married. Yeah. At the time, how great was that? Is that Jennifer Connelly in that movie? Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's great a good looking girl. What, have you ever watched? He Shutter married. Island? He married her, right? Aren't they married now in real life? I don't know that. Is that true? I don't know. I don't Who know. was it? Had I think he, he married the girl from Gladiator. That was dead. <laughs> Gladiator. Gladiator. Who was in Beautiful Mind? Was it Russell Crowe? Was it yeah, the other Russell guy? Crow. Wasn't there another guy in it though? Uh, the Brendan blonde Cumberbatch. Guy? Well, yeah. No. What's his name? Paul Paul Bateman. That I believe he's married. I think he's married too. Maybe. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just saw actor. him in Black Mask. He's he great. was he was uh, he's a brother. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. 
He he's is really fantastic. Good. You know my buddy, you know John Whalen, his dad grew up with uh, Whitey Bulger's brother, who was the state senator from the Boston. Senator? They grew up together. Yeah. In, I think it was in Dorchester. Guess, guess Dorchester. Who, guess who just a friend, a Facebook friended me. Uh, Whitey Bulger? No. no. He's Phil Vogel. Did he oh, really? Oh, oh yes. Awesome. That's great. Ask him how he's feeling after Michigan. Uh, oh, he was, he, the first thing he posted on my uh, Facebook page, I, I'm old. It, it, Waddle grew up with him in Cincy. Yeah. Oh. First thing he, he posted was underneath our picture of Harbaugh, me and you from way back in the day, yeah. was that... Uh, he prod that Harbaugh dined and ditched that day, <laughs> and, that, and he That's said awesome. that cheap sob. That's awesome. Yeah, is, he, is she married to Jim Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. He's a good actor. I like that guy. Have she you is ever, too. Have you ever? She's great. Have you ever seen Shutter Island? No, I that haven't. I mess with you, too, dude. Scary, really? That'll scare you, man. That's Leo, right? That's Leo. And, like, you get to the end, and you're like, wait a minute. Is the one where they is my whole life not as I see it? Is it like, four that's hours? what a beautiful oh, life Oh, dude, you should see Shutter Island. Uh, is it four hours? No. Jeez. Thank God. You hate the long movie, Yerk. Leo. What was the one that was the spinning uh, top? That's Inception. That, that one is also. That's mind blank, but that's not quite Is that Nolan, a Nolan movie? I fell asleep in that in the theater watching that one. Inception, really? Yes, that's a great movie, but that'll mess. Hey, with it was too too much. But the I was in movies, the theater watching Conception the and other, fell asleep. That's right. <laughs> great movie. Peter North I, was I, in that I'd one. Rather, <laughs> <laughs> Connection, Conception. I'd, Connection. Rather, I'd rather talk about this with you, fine gentlemen, than yes. a, an NFL game which featured six Starring times as many Jeanine turnovers and as touchdowns. Kelly. Starting Janine and Jill Kelly. Uh, look, I, c- I celebrate every win they give us. I threw a oh, party yeah. last night. Wow. That's right. Did you go out to your swing set? and, and No, no, no not, not, when not, when not when they win. Are you sure? Not when they win. You should have won out anyway because it would have been oh, funny. Like, really? No, no touchdowns last night. No uh, touchdowns. I mean, come on. Put a park on. You got one of these heated jackets the kids are yeah, selling. Yeah, I got a heated jacket. Come I'm on. I'm selling those. Yes. He's, he's their spokesperson. They're fantastic. He's like their Gronkowski. Gronkowski is on Instagram selling everything. Shoes. Abdallah is on on the website selling heated jackets. Black and Abdallah. Both of, Both of them, yeah. I bought Both them. of them. It's fabulous. Oh, yeah. I saw them over by the Chicago Theater marquee over there. Who's more comfortable? Both of them, yes, exactly. I Who's sell more flasks. Comfortable? <laughs> oh, a good flask is important, Tom. No, Dave, we got, a, we got our ponies. We're, are our ponies running this week, kid? No. What do we got? I'll let you know. Granville. They're down at Gulfstream uh, training. Love Gulfstream. Yeah. Beautiful track. Well, this time of year, yeah. That's where you got to go. We're going to start. Do you think uh, Eberflus will understand that if we tell him that Waddle, that ever since Waddle started his Hooters watch parties, mm. the Bears are three and zero, three and zero in the that, watch that parties. They've never parties. lost since Waddle yeah. goes to Hooters. Hooters. Wow. Do you think that will engage him, or that Eberflus won't know how that, to react to that? I think when we've got ten doesn't... minutes, yeah. and the one minute of dead air is ten percent of your time with him. Yeah, I don't you know. You got to be careful. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. coach. I don't know. So what are we going to give you with the So Hooters? every time you've done a watch party that yeah, he won? Every time he's done a Hooters well, watch party. Three wins, two Thursdays and a Monday. The Bears get excited. Yeah. Two Thursdays and a Monday, they've won. They've won two Thursdays I'm just and a going Monday. on my own to the Admiral in a week from Sunday the theater? for the game. Yeah. There you go. The great, just to, for the, the the Detroit game, just I, to hope I that. I hear the, the great Ginger Lynn's going to be making an appearance. Ginger Lynn? What year yeah. is it? <laughs> 
This is a beautiful mind. He mentioned you know the Admiral Theater. It's a movie called The Beautiful Grind. Yeah, I mean, do you want to just go ahead and strike my ankle? Waddle, that was good. Waddle's on his is what happens when he goes to Hooters. I guess when he gets a win and he's at Hooters, look at him. Waddle's got extra peppers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you look at his ankle? Uh, you bet yeah. it is. Are you sure? Yeah. You look at his ankle or something yeah. else? Yeah, There's no high. chance his wiener goes he that far down. Well, you never know. Yeah, Nobody. Yeah. Nobody has a wiener that goes down that ankle. Like he, he shocked me with the jeans today, too. Well, Why? 24 it's degrees. <laughs> it's cold. I made the mistake yesterday. Is it hot? Poor your no, it's not hot. It it's the good hot. thing. You can't walk. It's a little Is hot. It, well, okay. Your ankle's a little hot. I'm gonna have to put some ice on. Well, I've been I've been sitting. You should prop that I thing up. Right able, here. I elevated it up there a little yeah. bit, but you know I gotta sit here, carry to show you with this guy. I know. I know. He's killing me, Smalls. What am I killing you for? I'm not trying. Are you going to Carm's watch party tonight? Hockey no, watch party? No, I'm not. I'm doing next that Tuesday. Hockey. Next Tuesday, Corey Perry will party. be there. Oh, oh, what? I mean, you're you're he's available. Now. I mean, what's going on here? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <Are you online? laughs> what, 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 what happened to him? Why? Well, 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 I mean, what's the real I, story I, I, behind the, it? The, the in Columbus. Say it. Speaking, well, speaking you said what's up in Columbus. Ask my buddy Phil Vogel. He spent six years, six best years Why? of his life, hey, well, graduating from know? Ohio State. Why do all the bad hawk stories happen in Columbus? question. Sylvie. It's where a lot of good... Funny, funky Isn't stuff. Isn't that happens? where, where uh, yeah, Brent Sutter? No, I think uh, I don't think so. But I thought where the did the fight flirting. happen? Yeah, I, I think, think that, that happened in Columbus too. It did. Yeah. I thought that's where the coach fought the the in the, bar, in the, the, bar. the A line. Was yeah. it? it used the, to be the ABC did. line? Did he, he fight the ABC line? Yeah, he fought. He fought Arnson, one of them. He Bell fought, and Calder. He fought one of them. Kyle Calder is who he fought. I think he fought Kyle. He went after Kyle Calder, and everybody used to get hammered all the time in the lobby bar. I don't know. I think that's where the Theo Fleury thing happened all Did those it years. Too? I thought that was Columbus, wasn't it, Sylvie? I thought it was. It was Sutter, wasn't it? Right. Uh, Brent Sutter, Brian Sutter. Brian Sutter. If you Damn read the statement from the Chicago Blackhawks, yeah, it's it doesn't say anything other it than says nonsense. After the internal investigation, they have determined that Perry is engaged in conduct unacceptable and in violation of both in terms of his standard players' contract and the Blackhawks' internal policies, which I don't believe. Intended to promote professional and safe work environments as such, Perry has been placed on unconditional waivers. In the event Mr. Perry clears waivers, we intend to terminate his contract effective immediately. Make sure you give him a nice big check on the way out, though. No, Remember I that. think they're going to try and... Yeah, uh, I know what they're going to try gonna, with to cause. do. And the Players Association is going to step in and say, go blow it out your keys. Oh, they can't be paying Corey Perry much yeah. anyway. But still, it's silly that they let... If the rumors are untrue, and, and, and I've heard that they are... Then they should have been then, out in front. Then, then the rumors are true. They aren't. Un, you know, that's they are untrue. Untrue. And I heard yes. that they are. They are untrue. It's right. yeah, yes. You shouldn't uh, let your franchise cl- player and his family twist in I the wind. I clicked on the rumors game, yesterday on Twitter, and I'm like, say it ain't so. Say no. it ain't so. Now, maybe if it's... And they're not true. Uh, that's what I heard. That, all, that all is simply not is My guy, the Corey case. Perry, was born in 1985. 1985. Bears, yeah, <laughs> wheelhouse. That's all I'm saying. Wheelhouse. Yeah, it was, he, I'm not saying nothing else. He, he, just so saying wheelhouse. wheelhouse. He was disliked as an opponent and, and disliked at, on the Hawks as well. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right, a coach right, Eberflus ahead, is ready. Have a great show. Yes. yes See you guys. Right. Enjoy right, your watch you party, Carm. All right, it's a victory Tuesday. Let's uh, get right to it. Matt Eberflus joins us after getting his first division win. Coach, congratulations. How's it going, guys? Thank you. We're doing well. Thank you. Um, so 
when you look at what you were able to do, and I know that you said the theme of the week was finishing, it's easier said than done. How were you able to really get that across to your team all week? I know you go out there and you say to finish, but how were you able to really implement that? Yeah, so uh, really the whole thing was about, you know, finishing in the NFL was about finishing in two-minute, four-minute, you know, and that, that's the big part of it. And uh, we had to do both those things yesterday. The big part was, you know, uh, they were in a four-minute mode. They're trying to, you know, get get them into field goal range, and our defense did a great job of holding them, uh, you know, to fourth and ten. T.J. Edwards made a great play um, for that stop to force the punt. And then we got the ball back, and then we our offense took the two-minute drive and, and did a nice job. You know, Justin didn't take any sacks in that drive. Um, did a really good job of uh, hitting the chunk play to DJ. And then they, we finished off with, uh, you know, a couple of kneels there, and they had to waste their timeouts. And then we ended up with five seconds to go. After we kicked the field goal, the field goal they ended up with five seconds, and uh, we did a good job with our last uh, – last defensive play as well. Coach, as was mentioned, this is your first division win. How does this one feel different from others? Well, I really think that uh, more importantly is about that we finished. You know, I think that's a, that's a big important piece of this because we've been working on, you know, during last week we worked on, uh, again, two-minute, four-minute, and we saw it, you know, really come, uh, come into play. Um, obviously, from the, the Detroit game, you know, it's a big – you know, uh, uh, turnaround there, you know, with the guys mentally to be able to finish that game off the right way. And, uh, and it was super, uh, really excited for those guys. When, when, when Justin fumbles once or twice, do you say anything to the team and, and try and get it out of their head like, here we go again? Or is that something that you don't address and you just let your team play through that? Well, it's called sudden change, and we talk about that all the time where, you know, things happen where uh, it's a sudden change like a fumble. And how we respond to that and the resolve that we had um, defensively, you know, and or offensively, but in this time defensively, did a nice job of responding to that. And uh, that shows the character of the men. Coach, the Vikings present somewhat of a different challenge to your offense because of their aggression and how they go about doing things. Was it your game plan to to prepare for that aggression with more wide receiver screens versus hot routes? Or how did you come to the conclusion with how to, to go about game planning against Brian Flores' defense? Yeah, Mark. So uh, really the uh, the issue with those guys is obviously the pressure, six and seven man up, you know, and, and oh, they all can come at one time and they can drop out. You know, so it's really good, uh, you know, uh, practice to be able to spit the ball to the outside, um, and also work uh, some chunk plays to the outside pockets uh, based on the coverage um, that they have. And we certainly got some good plays out there to DJ um, and some good perimeter plays, um, you know, during the course of the game. And those were positive for us. And we was like to hit some more, um, you know, uh, side pocket throws there, um, you know, some more chunk plays, um, you know, as we go uh, forward with this. When you put together a game plan like this, is it? I mean, there are some people that are talking about there's a lack of trust with the quarterback, and that's why you'll get the ball out to wide receivers, and a majority of his passes were thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Would you say that that at this particular time there is a lack of confidence in your quarterback at times, or is that not the right thing to say? No, I wouldn't say that. I would just say that you know what the defense presents to you. Um, those are the answers that you have, or one of the answers, um, like I said, but. Uh, you know, definitely not a lack of confidence there. We thought he did a really good job of spitting the ball out quickly. Um, I thought he was accurate. 
um, with, with a lot of those passes, and uh, I thought we did a solid job there. So when you say that you you could build with some side pocket throws, when there are 18 passes at an or behind the line of scrimmage, would you have liked, in hindsight, to take a, a few more chances down the field based on those looks? Yeah, no doubt. We, we should definitely have taken a couple more shots down the field. Um, and we had a couple of those designed, and uh, we, we just missed on those or, or, or went to a different spot on a couple of those. But, uh, you know, certainly you want to be able to do that for sure. Is that Luke or is that the quarterback and pre-snap reads? Yeah, it's ba- it's really based on you know uh, you know it's a, on a case to case basis. You have to go by each play, um, but certainly it's it's we want to take uh, advantage of that and and hit more chunk plays for sure. Uh, we're talking to Matt Eberflus. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. Did Justin take a step forward to becoming the Bears franchise quarterback yesterday? Well, I'll just say this: I thought he took a step forward. Um, you know, in you know, in terms of you know having the adversity of those two fumbles. You know, the first fumble, he had two hands on the ball, and I think the defensive end made a real nice play. And, again, he still got to hold on to it, but I thought he made a real nice play. The defensive end did. And the second one, you know, um, I thought he made a good decision in terms of, you know, when to run um, and did a good job of escaping. And then when he he gets in traffic, he's just got to put his clasp hand over the ball and have better ball security there. But the resolve and the response that he had um, in the drive after that, you know, was gross. And, and to me, that was that, that was uh, good to see. Is there any explanation, Coach, for why Darnell Mooney hasn't played a bigger role in the passing game? Is it, and is it something that you guys are conscious of and are trying to improve on? Yeah, he's had some good games, you know, where he's had four, five, six catches, um, you know, during the course of the year. And, again, we're always trying to utilize our skill and, you know, and spread the ball around, you know. So we're always looking at that, and we'll look forward to that uh, going into the future. Um, what I tell you what Mooney did do a great job of yesterday was blocking on the perimeter. He he did some dirty work, um, you know, for his size and did a really good job blocking for DJ and other guys. Is is Mooney, I know he's healthy based on injury report status, but is he the same player as he was pre-injury? Uh, I believe so. I believe his movement's there. I believe his athletic ability is there. He's had some really good catch and runs during the course of the year. Um, so, yeah, I believe he is. Coach, uh, Montez Sweat's snap count percentage went up. And, and can you speak to the decision to keep him on the field more and the impact that he has had? And what ultimately, Coach, would be the ideal percentage of snaps for a player of his caliber? 100%. Have him on the field 100% of the time, the defensive snaps? Yeah, but that's not that's not that's not possible though, is it? You know, so so we have to we have to rotate those guys to keep them fresh. You know, he was seventy one percent yesterday. Uh, he's been in the majority of our third downs during the course of the season, fifty one out of fifty six. You know, so um, you know if he takes the playoff when there's a longer drive, uh, you know, a couple of plays here and there, that's human, right? So he want we want to keep him fresh. We'll have him in the critical moments. And, uh, you know, he, he obviously played well yesterday, and uh, he continues to be a force for us. What about Jalen Johnson, Coach, as we talked to Matt Eberflus on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline? Um, he, he did finish, and you told us, when those chances come, he will be able to, and I know the T stands for the ball, he will be able to finish with the ball. And he did that first time. 
But that second time, that in in my opinion, that's got to be another pick six, and that's two in two weeks. How is he going? The theme was finishing. How is Jalen going to be able to finish those plays with scores? Yeah, so it's really about just the practice, right? He's got to keep continue to practice with Coach Hoke. Um, they got to recreate those angles, um, recreate the situation. And uh, really, it was their similar situations from the Detroit one that was down um, on our, you know, end zone line, and then also this one here. You know, but what's what's cool about him is that he puts himself in those positions. You know, he's a very good corner. He's got very good quickness at the top of the routes, uh, be able to stay attached to guys and put himself in those positions. And now we just have to do coach, player, player, coaching to get him to make those, and he will. He's going to make those. And yesterday he made a real nice catch on the one. And, uh, again, we got to work on our return um, in terms of the wall part of it and taking it up the sideline. You know, in the second one, he created that, that takeaway for TJ. You know, he, again, was sticky, um, didn't foul on the guy, stayed attached to him, um, broke on the ball. He had his, his, his front arm was, uh, was the one that broke it up. And what was really cool is he kept his backhand off of it so he wouldn't get any, um, any DPI um, on that particular play. So um, that was a really good play by him as well. Okay, Coach, what do you have planned for the week off? Yeah, so I'm just going to hang with my ladies. You know, I got uh, my my beautiful wife, Kelly, and I got my girls, Grace and Giada, uh, 23 and 18, and I'll be hanging with the ladies and just kind of taking walks a little bit. And Again, I'll be doing some self-scout to start the early part of this week, um, and then I'll be taking some time off on the weekend. Coach, we appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Okay, I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good week. You too. There's Matt Eberflus. There's an, an enormous impact that a win over a division yes, opponent will yes. have on everybody's mentality. Yeah, and look, we could talk about the style points. Sure. And and in, in in my opinion, when I was sitting there at halftime, and I know a lot of the listeners had the opinion, like you felt the Bears should have been up by a lot more, and and I felt with with a lot of the measurables when you have that many turnovers that the Bears should have won that game by a couple of scores. Now, a win's a win's a win. You know, we've been thirsty for wins. Um, you don't love the couple of fourth-quarter uh, fumbles. Uh, you do love that they still were able to overcome the adversity and finish. I said to you yesterday, Waddle, I didn't want gray. I feel like I got a face full of gray. <laughs> You know, a face full of gray. Huh? I mean, like okay. that seems dirty, but sometimes that's what watching this is. It, it's dirty. I got, I got more gray. I feel more confused about stuff. There are certain things that I like. There's certain things like you love the time of possession. You love that they have created eight turnovers in the last couple of games. You love a lot of the stats. You don't love that they had to fight with every tooth and nail to win that game that they probably should have won by two or three touchdowns. Yeah, I'll give you some uh, maybe a suggestion as to what caused some of that face full of gray. Um, Look, in the two prior possessions before the two-minute drive to kick the game-winning field goal, our quarterback fumbled the football. Okay, so, and then on the final possession, the defense gets a stop. Minnesota has a 20-yard punt. And our quarterback, after fumbling it in the previous two possessions, leads the team on a pretty beautiful drive down the field to kick the game-winning field goal, where 
He bought time with his feet and made a good throw. He had a 10 or 12-yard run, and then he rips a big throw down the middle of the field. He did what we asked him to do, which is be the reason why you win the game at the end of the game. Unfortunately, it's because he also was one of the reasons why the game was still in peril at that particular time because he fumbled in the two previous possessions. So I can understand how you watch that game and you're happy that they beat a division opponents and you loved what you saw on the final series, but you're confused by a lot of the other stuff that transpired in the first 58 minutes as we all were. All right, so how do you feel about that win? I did a poll question immediately after the game and we had thousands of votes in like minutes. And, And like the majority of the people weren't happy with the win. And then I got a lot of the people who uh, did like the win because a win's a win that were complaining about the people who didn't enjoy the win. So how did you feel? And then I asked Matt Eberflus, do you believe as we are like it started with the seven, seven games when Justin came back? I felt definitively in game one of the seven that that was a win for Justin Fields moving forward, even though it was came in a loss that it was a win for him becoming taking a step towards the Bears quarterback of the future. I'm not I don't think that that's the case in game 2. I don't think so. How do you feel about that? Did he take a step even though they won? Was that a one that you would check off as a step forward to becoming the Bears quarterback of the future when you could have the number 1 pick? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. All your phone calls on a victory Tuesday. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN One Thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. <laughs> Justin during the break and like the if the Bears are the 20th pick or the 15th pick you would continue I think to proceed and say you develop him in the fourth year you pick up the fifth year option and you just move forward and you see more and you continue to grow as a team with Justin Fields and you probably draft a quarterback you know, from the third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh round. You'd probably draft one, but it you wouldn't spend your high draft capital on him if you had the 15th or the 20th pick. The The issue here is, is they are 75% likely to have the number one overall select. You, you've been put on a stopwatch because of the... And, and made to expedite this process because of the number one overall pick. Yeah. That's the reason. It changes the dynamic. It changes everything. Like, this isn't about whether you hate Justin. This is just about you will never have a better time or place to draft a quarterback. Ever. It it factors into your coaching decision as well. Yes. It factors into everything. The circumstances that they find themselves in will lead to significant change conversations. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So, I, I... I, I just, I didn't love what I saw yesterday. I didn't love that he didn't hit Darnell Mooney. Like, there are highlights. There are there were fabulous plays that he made earlier in the game where you're like, wow, he makes that play 
that not many other people can make. The way he, he, there were a couple of plays in the first quarter on the first couple of drives when they would, there were the first two drives, I think they held the ball for like 13 minutes and they only came away with three. Mm -hmm. But the way they moved the ball and he was, it reminded me what I always loved about Russell Wilson when he was young. He scrambled to throw and I loved it. I'm like, okay. Justin's growing here. He's scrambling with his eyes down the football field. And then it sort of went away. And then later in the first half, Darnell Mooney's open. And this isn't, like, we can have the conversation. Getsy screens, too much. (laughs) Too much. I get it. But open is open, like you've always said, Waddle. Darnell Mooney must be hit. When he's wide open, you cannot overthrow him and get him killed in that situation. You must find those open receivers. You must lead your offense to touchdown drives. You can't go the entire game without scoring a touchdown. That's the first time since 1993 that a team has won a game without scoring a touchdown. You can't consistently in the fourth quarter fumble the football. This is what we gave you, the tangible things that we wanted to see cleaned up for Justin to earn the job. And one of them was his fourth quarter numbers and giving the football away. If they weren't playing Josh Dobbs, they lose that football game. They won it, and I love that he overcame the adversity. They obviously love him. You can see that in the locker room. He is a great leader, but he knows he effed up. When we play the audio of him in the locker room, he goes to his team, thank you for having my back. Why? Because he'll be the first to tell you. He effed up. He knows he can't fumble, not once, but twice in those situations. Look, at the end of the day, there's so much... To this conversation, because I do think that there are a lot of things, as you mentioned, some of them that he did very well. But when you, you, you zoom out and you say to yourself, okay, my defense gave me four gifts, four gifts, four takeaways. And we had pretty good field position to very good field position on a lot of them. And at the end of the day, we turned those four gifts into zero touchdowns and we turned it over twice in the fourth quarter. And, and that, I mean, we can all be disappointed with 14 or 15 wide receiver screens. Look, I would have liked a more dis, diverse, diversified approach to, to responding to the Brian Flores pressure. I'd like a couple of wide receiver screens because I believe they threw six of them to DJ and all but one of them gained yardage. But you can't rely on just that. How about we, we fake the wide receiver screen, we pump it, we throw it on top. Or we stack some receivers and we run some out of a bunch. We take a diversified approach to handling the Brian Flores pressure. At the end of the day, your offense scored zero touchdowns in a game where your defense gave you the football four times. Like You were good on third down. You were 8 of 18 on third down. That is good. Justin scrambled not just to run, but to throw the ball to his receivers, as you mentioned. I thought for the most part until the fourth quarter, he played a pretty clean game. They didn't get in the end zone. I got to hold that against you and the offensive coordinator. But I do see you making plays. I think Justin Fields is a better quarterback today than at any time we've seen him in a Bears uniform. I think he's improved. Good enough. That's the question. And right now, when you have the first overall selection after having it last year... I don't think that they can look at themselves in the mirror and absolve themselves from from everything 
But I think they also see that their quarterback isn't providing enough solutions or enough answers to some difficult questions. I think he's played well at times. But has the question is, is has he played well enough to forego drafting another quarterback yes. first overall for consecutive seasons? A definitive answer. He has got to provide you right. a for sure definitive answer. Yes. And if not, you have to take the cheaper contract, which is a gamble as well. But you can't gamble on the guy that you have that you have to think about paying. Yeah, I mean, you, look, I, I don't... He does some really good things. I don't think he's, you know, bottom half of the league bad in everything. No, no, no. I think that there's he's a lot does, of bad. A, right. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks, and Justin isn't one of them. No. It's not about whether or not he's a – It's is he good enough to be your future when you have this option over here, or would you rather reset – and do you believe this guy's ceiling is higher than his? Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's the equation. And anybody that will tell you and more confusion. I yeah, can't keep getting confused. I keep can't keep having a good game followed by a confusing game. Right. I need more consistency. Nor can I. I need more, more win because of stuff. Not, oh, he almost lost us the game in the fourth quarter because he gave them the ball twice. On a team that you should have beat by three touchdowns. Yes, nor can I blame any singular person for them not scoring a single touchdown in this game. I don't look at them and say, Justin Fields is the reason why you didn't score a touchdown. Same way I don't look at the coordinator. At the end of the day, this is shared culpability. You know, uh, Luke Getze didn't fumble that ball twice in the fourth quarter. Justin was running plays that Luke asked him to run. Could Luke have been more creative at times? Absolutely. Like... It's a maddening team to watch at times. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, very much so. But they did win. 312-332-3776. Jim and Mokina, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. Love that game last night. Bears won, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Love the you know, defense, hey, for I sure. Like, I thought that Detroit game, I think he couldn't ask for more from the kid. Yeah. I mean, that was really sharp. I mean, it was precise. It was good. Low tempo. Yesterday, first drive, he gets them down for a field goal. Yeah. So far, so good. Uh, my the fumbles, obviously, you know, nobody likes fumbles. Yeah, uh, but, but but see, this I, is this my is question. And Jim, you guys would know quick, better. Than real, me, real quick, I, the, I don't think. He yeah, was the first fumble a quarterback draw? That I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, I'm not hundred percent sure. Looked like that, and if that's the case, that that's pretty darn stupid. We're at the twenty-seven yard line. Right, I mean, I'd have taken three knees and a field goal, put us up by two scores, and bet on the defense. But uh, I'll let you guys get back to your program. I think we keep Justin and get some draft picks and stock up both both sides of the ball. All right, Jimmy. Good show, guys. I would not have taken three knees and kicked a field goal. Can you imagine if we would if they would have done that? Well, especially after what happened last week. Correct. Uh, now I completely forgot what I was going to say to Jim. What was he it talking was about? about the it was about the good star and then the fumbles. And right. then you oh, run. yeah. The, the point is, is like we can't just because we think of him as a running quarterback, a dual threat quarterback. You can't just brush away fumbles. Fumbles for a quarterback who plays the position the way he does are just as penalizing as interceptions. They're the same thing. They're turnovers. Right. So I think when we see a quarterback throw an interception and make a bad read or whatever the case, it affects us more negatively than a fumble. And it shouldn't because Justin plays the position in a dual fashion. 
So a fumble is every bit as damaging to your approach as an interception is. I think the other thing is, is, is that we've gotten conditioned to the point where we have expected bad to happen so frequently. Frequently, we look at good plays and we elevate them to excellent plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, yeah. like we see him make a good play and like, hey, that's a really good play. But we've seen such little production from our offense. We're like, wow. They're, That's an unbelievable they're play. They're highlight real plays. They're incredible highlight fun plays. But is he doing enough consistently throwing the football? I it, just think, again, I, I'm waiting to see this whole thing play out. Right. For sure. Right. And I'm not stamping it either way. Right. I'm just, I want, I want to make a dis. Like, I want more clear-cut answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, it, it, this is why this team is so maddening, because they do things throughout the course of a game that, that catch your eye, and you're like, well, that's really good. And then they are trying to overcome some of their self-inflicted wounds at the end of the game when you fumble twice, and then you see Justin and the offense take the ball from their own 22 down into the Minnesota, deep into Minnesota territory, kick the game-winning field goal, and you're like, this is what we've asked him to do is be the reason why they're winning games, and he was the reason at the end why they won the game. And then you have to go back and say, but the two fumbles are also things that you can't forget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, the Hawks, we were talking about this with the Corey Perry situation where they put him on waivers, and when he clears waivers, um, they're going to outright release him. And Carmen was saying that the Hawks have to be out in front of it. They have to speak on this. They have to protect Connor Bedard and the nasty rumors going around. And I don't want to, uh, you know, just mention it, but they, you know, click on Twitter and, and they're saying that these rumors are not true. Carmen has mentioned from what he's hearing, these rumors aren't true. Um, Kyle Davidson, their general manager is going to speak at four. And I hope he's more of an open book to protect Bedard. Absolutely. You have got to nurture and take care of this 18-year-old here in Chicago and make this like a, a place where he's going to grow and he feels safe and, and not make this a nightmare in his first like two months of his career. Right. You would hope that the management would, would protect all of their guys. Right. But, yes, yeah, certainly an 18-year-old who is your future, you definitely... Everybody is treated differently, okay? Some are given more attention than others. That's the reality of professional sports. You would hope that they would protect all of their guys, and they should. But this kid needs a little extra protection on this front for obvious reasons. Yes, yes. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we will continue to take your phone calls. I want to play you some sound from inside the locker room. And at 3 o'clock, I want to play you something from an ESPN insider who Waddle thought had a really good explanation on the future of Justin Fields. 312-332-3776. Did Justin take a step forward in securing this spot uh, for his future? 332-3776. It's Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. It's definitely a polarizing uh, conversation. It continues to be. 312-332-3776. Because it's such an important decision. It's an important decision. I mean, like, we've, we're, we're, we're starved for this 
We we all need this. We like in the sports context, we need this. We need the quarterback to unify this football town. It was it was very interesting though to see uh, them in the locker room during the Eberflus speech yesterday. There was Kevin Warren in his orange tie. He loves that orange tie. I like it. He Good loves uniform. it. Uh, then uh, Poles was there. Poles gave. I thought he was going to spin Fields. I've been wondering, does he love Fields? Does he speak glowingly about Fields the way he does Bajan? I don't know if you saw it. He picked Fields up. They had a dirty dancing moment. Yes. They, he, he, he not only hugged him, but then he lifted him up. And, uh, and He then, played the part of Patrick Swayze, I believe, at that particular time. <laughs> right. Don't put Baby in the corner. No. And, um, the late Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Ryan's uh, Ryan's Ryan's good though. Every Ryan's here and and he's fantastic. yes, of course, yes. yeah. But Patrick Swayze not so much. And um, and then so Eberflus, I'll play this for you later. Eberflus gave a you know what an Eberflus speech. I love you guys. Everyone gets a game ball. This right. and that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he, how many rights? Fourteen? Did you count? I counted fourteen rights. And I said as many as wide receiver screens as they ran. They, he he had as many rights. He had one right for every wide receiver screen they ran. And Fields then asked Coach. He said, "Coach, can I say a word?" And that's when Fields said, "Thanks for having my back." You should hear. Should I just play it? Because the mood really changes. When it goes from Eberflus speaking to Justin, I'll tell you this: like, say what you want, whichever position you're on on fields, the players love him. Oh, absolutely! That that locker room loves him. Where where is this? He's here? their team leader. Uh, do we have this on the screen? Is this in, guys? Yeah, it should be there. Oh, where is this here? Oh, here it is. Well, say you started the week off like this, right? Talk about believe. Right? Believe in yourself. And we looked to the right and looked to the left and said, hey, let's believe in the guy next to us. Right? And you guys have been doing that the whole time. The whole time. All right? What a great way to finish with complimentary football at the end of that game, fellas. Right? It's always going to be hard in the NFL. Right? But this time you finished. We worked on it in practice. It paid off in the game. Right? So this time the game ball is going to say finish on there with the score and everybody gets the game ball. Fellas, that's how it feels. That's how it looks right there. Okay, look at the tape. Let's keep getting better from this performance, right? And then move on to the next week. Okay, hey, fellas, I say this and I'm telling you, I mean it. Okay, I know you say this to your brothers too in the room right here. Hey, I love every one of you guys, right? I love every one of you. Great job tonight. Hey, let that soak in, man. That feels good, right? Hey, think about the opportunity, the plays you're going to make from this point on. From this point on, okay? A new beginning right here. Let me say right. something before we end it. Go ahead. Hey, those two phones, bro. Appreciate y'all. Just want to say appreciate y'all for sticking on my side, believing in me, bro. Appreciate you, boy. We love all y'all, boys. You hear how that? You hear the difference? Yeah. You, you hear the difference in tone when Justin says ten seconds compared to. Sure. It's not a, a knock against Eberflus. It's more to accentuate that those, the team identifies with him. Yes. Yeah. And there's I, no just question. like most most players identify with players. Yeah, I don't but. think there's any doubt that he is their undisputed leader inside that locker room. You can feel however you want about his performance over the course of the last almost three years, but in terms of his work ethic, his leadership skills and all of that, none of that's ever been questioned. 
And by the way, he was trying to have his Gene Hackman moment, wasn't he? I Co- love you Coach guys. Coach yeah, yeah. yeah. Norman Dale moment. What are you running through? Uh, that door to go to take a leak, I think, at the next break. <laughs> Robert on the west side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up, Wally? It was first time calling, man. Love Ooh, you guys. Thank, thank you. you Appreciate it, Robert. Hey, yeah, I'm just calling, man, about, you know, Justin Fields. I just believe, man, he needs to get out of his own, own head. I, granted, you know what I'm saying, the coaches, uh, coaches, staff don't do them no favors, but you got to control what you control. What you turn over, like like you just said, as soon as he take a step forward, he kept two steps back. He got to be, con- be consistent. And I pray to God that he can uh, turn around. But I just believe, man, that it ain't going to be here. I believe he's going to turn around, but it's going to bleed somewhere else. So I believe what the Bears are hoping for, I don't care what they say, hoping that he play well the game so they can try to trade him and get some draft picks. Yeah, and Robert, look, I think we, we said it yesterday. Like, there is no negative to Justin playing well. He either changes your mind in the narrative about whether or not he is your future or he plays well enough to improve what other teams feel about him across the league and you find yourself with a more valuable commodity if, in fact, you're looking to pivot and go in a different direction. Most people think second-round pick. Marcus in Minneapolis, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marcus? What's up, guys? <clears throat> I'll, I'll be honest, man. I, I'm at the point. Um, I, I don't like the, the unfair criticism of Fields. I'm not a Fields super Fields supporter, or uh, I'm not against him. But you guys, get, I, I'm at the point where I want him to the Bears to let him go. I want to lose him, and I want him to be successful on another team. And now I want us to regret it because some of the stuff that the fans are saying, like he got cap, cap. The first day uh, after uh, Bayesian won the game against the Raiders, and he threw those. Uh, those quick passes, short passes, and Cap said, oh, we see that uh, guess he wasn't the problem. Beijing had a great game. He played the offensive system how it's supposed to be played. And Fields does it last night, and Cap says he has a bad game. He was, he was, I mean, like like Briggs said earlier on the Cap and Jay Hood show, he just played, he just ran the plays that, that Flusi gave, that uh, Flusi, uh Getty gave him. So why are we, I mean, you can get, you count the fumbles. He's not perfect. You can count the fumbles. But um, other than that, he missed the money throw. That happens. Like, why are we yeah. acting like Mahomes has perfect games or any other good quarter? They don't have – they miss throws in games. They they get, they fumble. They throw interceptions. So we're unfairly grading him because we want him to be perfect. I mean, Marcus, it's zero, it's zero touchdowns, two turnovers yeah. is nothing to write home about, R- right, though. Right, and, and that, that's the conundrum. And it feels like we've been on this carousel now for several years that – I can give you a list of things. I wrote them all down watching the game again that like, I really like that. I really like this. I really like that. That's not good. You got to get in the end zone. You can't have like, again, people want to dismiss fumbles like they're not as significant as interceptions. When you have a quarterback that is a dual threat, those fumbles are turnovers just the way that interceptions are. It's not are. like he threw for three touchdowns before that. Right. I know Brian Flores' defense is tough. Right. I know he's had success. You want to be the franchise quarterback, though. Right. You've got to score. you got to make some like, plays. Like, like, and one caller said, 
Every time you take one step forward, you go two steps back. I wouldn't say he took I two steps no, back. Uh-uh. Like, I would say one step forward, one step back. Yeah. Like, he, it's more confusing. I'm not going to bury him, but I'm also not going to say that it's unfair criticism. Look, going zero touchdowns and two turnovers is not anything anyone should be bragging about today. N- no, look, in 30, I believe he's played in 35 games. In 35 games, he's turned it over 38 times. And you just, the. The payoff hasn't been like Josh Allen gives you the most touchdown passes in the National Football League and then also has the most interceptions. So there is there, there is some some risk reward there that you can do the analysis and say, OK, I can live with this when the reward doesn't measure up to the risk. Can I can that's I, when you have an issue? Let me carry that over because I want to use Josh Allen as the comp. To what Marcus was just saying. Um, and then I want to play you some Justin from yesterday. And then I want to play you some Dominique Foxworth on what he had to say to break down Justin Fields. Very polarizing. 312-332-3776. It is a victory Tuesday. Yes, it is. We'll take your phone calls. 332-3776.